and I, I want to give you guys a little sneak peek at something real quick. Watch this. So I'll put this mic down. Oh, this gangster. That is the new drunk turkey shirt that should be coming out pretty soon. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned uh, for when that does drop. Are you wearing my face? I am wearing your face and blues <laughs> and my own. <laughs> and such. Let's get back. Yeah, it's weird. Let's get back into it. So there's going to be a hearing in a couple of days referencing a uh, status conference on everything that we've uh, learned thus far. Uh, keep us in mind. We're going to be checking this out. Um, so let's get into this, guys. All right. And Sorry, for, I gotta do a bunch of things. And I normally I'd pop up the comments, but I can't do it with my phone, man. It, it, it's too much of a hassle. It ends up kicking me out. And so, yeah, don't no worry about that. Up, yeah, no. If you guys up. have a question for us, hit a couple of stars um, before the question, and or um, we'll also answer to the, uh, the the super chats. We'll answer all of those, but. Um, we'll try to get to all the ones that have stars on them or asterisks. So let's get into this. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, defensive tactics. First and foremost, I want to say that Ann Taylor is showing to be a very, very good defensive attorney. Um, she has, and she's, she's done a lot in this, in this court. And we're going to go over, you know, some of those tactics that she's done, um, you know, the first one is, you know, Ann Taylor has you know, this judge, in my opinion, he has him a little bit confused and he's allowing things that are. I, I'm surprised they're being allowed or they're even being allowed in trial right now. Like, for instance, the uh, the witnesses of other using other lawyers as witness to testify on why she would need um evidence now I was, I was listening to the lawyer you know and and he he stated in his live that that's that's nothing more than what a lawyer can can present to the to the judge mm-hmm. you know at the at sidebar right but she don't want to do that she's wanting to put it you know to have trained attorneys that are trained in courtroom uh you know being examined in courtroom you know being an examiner knowing how questions and tactics and techniques work right to give this explanation why do you think that she's done that well i'll ask you first big blue why do you think that and and what's the tactic there i think um that way she can get like a co-counsel without without um you know, get somebody else's knowledge without, you know, like having to submit it through actual paperwork because you can ask them so many questions and not have to have it all presented to the to the uh, to the prosecution, right? So that way they can they don't have to be on their toes the whole time. Right. Well, that's possible. What about you, Jaime? What do you think? You know what? From the beginning, I, I didn't think that was possible. You know, what I mean, to have another lawyer come in as a witness and 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 see what you know his thoughts are about it. I thought, you know, if it's an ongoing trial, I don't think, I, I, to my knowledge, I didn't think they could do that. You know what I mean? Unless they're an expert at certain um, like DNA or something like that. But other than that, I don't think. That, I, I to me, I didn't think they could do that. Yeah, it's pretty weird and. They specifically say that they're not an expert in DNA, but that they wanted to have them testify as to why the IgG um, evidence is important, Mm -hmm. which so they're allowing expert witnesses or or lawyers to testify that are great with words and things of that nature. This is not your typical witness on the stand. Would you would you would you agree to that? Yes. Right. And so I think that it's. It's to get in, you know, to plant a seed and to put, you know, something on record in court. All right. And I think a lot of that is what's going on here is to implement 
um, having things on record in court that they can come back and use mm -hmm. right later on in trial. And my opinion, you know, she's um, Miss um, Miss Taylor here is doing a great job of confusing a lot of people at this part. You know, the trial hasn't even started the actual trial trial. Yeah. And people are already like confused and and you know thinking that there's some sort of reasonable doubt, you know, being presented through this trial where um that's not the place. There's no argument going back and forth behind uh the evidence yet. It's about whether or not the evidence could be used. But the actual evidence hasn't been shown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's to have it on purpose so that they can utilize it in court and uh, it be on the record, uh, which includes the the IgG, the the DNA, the three DNA inside of the uh, the residence. All right. Um, this is um, we'll go to it real quick, and I have. Uh, captions. This is um, and I, I we we should probably mute. Oh, thank you, sissy, for being a member for seven months. We appreciate that. Everyone hit that like and subscribe. So this is from Long Crime, uh, from the uh, Ryan Koberger's defense team, and this is referencing the three DNA samples, right? So let's. I'm gonna mute myself, and I'm actually gonna turn the music off. So that way, um, everybody can hear this. Thank you, Angel. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Angel. Appreciate that. Well, my computer is acting up again. <laughs> Talk about I right. I, I, I pressed pause on the music, and it's, there it goes. Now it finally stopped. All right, let's mute everybody, and Good. we'll listen to this. Your Honor, I made one point of clarification. It occurred to me um, while listening to the court talking about genetic genealogy and redacting the subject. There are a couple of other areas contained in the motion to compel that have to do with the other DNA that the state doesn't have complete discoveries to us that are included in that third motion to compel your offer today. The big focus is then the genetic genealogy piece that I wanted to make sure that that was still but my understanding was that the, that the state did uh, provide all the information about the uh, laboratory, let's say a laboratory a DNA uh, that was, uh, that analysis was not related to the genealogy DNA. Am I mistaken about that? What are you saying that, that it didn't provide something? Your Honor, in our third motion to compel, we had a section called standard lab discoveries, and that has to do with other DNA profiles down at the scene. Um, they have provided full discovery for the sheet, the DNA found on the night sheet, but not the other three unidentified male DNA samples. Two so from within the house, one from outside the house. All right, so she says here in this statement that there are three unidentified male DNA samples do all right do you think that's a problem um yeah well if there's <clears throat> if they found brian's right touch dna and they found other dna they should have investigated further those those other uh you know those other forms of, of dna and see where what other people had led to you know unless like i said last time that they had no record and they've been in trouble or any of their family has and tried to uh like oh provided their dna you know to track them down right that's the only right. that's the only thing i can see that's the, the only reason they wouldn't um have anything um in discovery for those those other dna's because there was two outside right and, and one another one in the inside the house uh, no no it was two inside the other, okay the other way around two inside and one outside yeah yeah, I think I think that's just her tactic to try to get like a benefit of the doubt kind of. Hey, um, I know you found Brian's 
DNA in there, but you also found these other people's DNA in there. How do we know that they're not involved? I think that's her mm-hmm. tactic. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's get some doubt starting to go on the DNA. Yeah. Say, uh, maybe somebody else did this. Right. Is now, it? did she say that those DNA samples are still unidentified to this day? Um, I didn't hear Let that. Let me rewind it. Let me rewind that's it. it. That's what it sounded like. They would have already like, said, hey, uh, let's get these individuals in for questioning. Let's hear it again. There's no sound. There's no sound. Oh, yeah. I freaking muted it. My bad. Uh, the life of uh, trying to get this done. All right. Your Honor, in our third motion to compel, we had a section called standard lab discovery, and that has to do with other DNA profiles found at the scene. Um, they have provided full discovery for the sheet, the DNA found on the night sheet, but not the other three unidentified male DNA samples. I mean, um, I want to make sure I'm reading this right or, or hearing this right. I'll do it one time. They have provided full discovery for the sheet, the DNA found on the night sheet, but not the other three unidentified male DNA samples to the within house one from outside. All right. So she said that they provided full discovery on on the DNA from the knife sheet. Yeah, but not on three unidentified. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Male DNA, right? Right from the scene. So they're saying, so they know for sure that that's all. Those other uh, samples are from a male. They know that it's from a male. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. She said so the three unidentified. Yeah, yeah, no. They didn't, they, they, didn't, they didn't say no from where they were found, right? Well, we'll go to the document. Yeah, okay. So, so here's the thing. It says, this is from the objection to state's motion for protective order. It says, by September se- December 17th, lab analysts were aware of two additional males DNA within the house where the deceased were located and another male DNA on a glove found outside of the residence on November 20th, 2022. To this date, the defense is unaware of uh, what sort of testing, if any, was conducted on these samples other than the STR DNA profiles. So they did create a DNA profile on those uh, three unidentified samples. Further, these three separate and distinct male profiles were not identified through CODIS, leading to the conclusion that the profiles did not belong to Mr. Coburg. Hmm. But it just so, ends there. That like all the testing ends there. From what I understand, yeah. So if there's no hit on CODIS, that's it. Well, here's the thing. Well, let's go to. Is it this one? Yeah, this is reply in support of motion for protective order. Here it is. At, um. All right. Here. It says, moreover, as the DOG policy on IgG explains, the FBI can only use the IgG after the investigating agency has pursued reasonable investigative leads to solve the case and the perpetrator's identity remains unknown. Right. So basically what what this says is that in order to have done the IgG, they would have had to have no idea who the perpetrator was, right? Because it says the identity remains unknown. So for those that think that, you know, Koberger's name came up by some other means, you know, a lot of people think, oh, somebody 
somebody dimed him out, somebody narked, somebody uh, gave up intel. It's not the case. The only reason that they were looking at Brian Koberger as a suspect, as prime suspect, was because of the IgG. Would you guys agree to that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I would say yes. Their last resort. Okay, so now it says that has pursued reasonable investigative leads to solve the case. Now, having if you have three samples right from inside the house, you're going to have the DNA on the knife sheath, and it says in the rooms. Or let me go back to the other one, so we're we're accurate. Um, within the house where the deceased were located. So I would assume inside of the room, right? Now, where in that room is going to be the question about that DNA? Now, if that DNA was found on a dresser, mm-hmm. right? You have three samples. You have one on a knife sheath and two. We don't know where they're at. We're not going to speculate where. Mm-hmm. But they were just somewhere in the room. Now, According to the documents, the FBI can only uh, do the IgG if there's um, if there's a lead, if there's no lead. So I would assume that if they uh, pulled a a uh, IgG report on one of those DNAs, wouldn't that constitute as a lead? Yeah. So if they have if that if they have a lead. Wouldn't that mean that they, by policy, they couldn't have done the other two? Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Yeah. They don't. They also don't mention what kind of DNA it is, right? Like touch or actual, it's like saliva or anything like that. No, it just mentions that it was like touch DNA, I believe, mm-hmm. inside the button sheath in this document where they say that it was placed upside down. Now, if you were Moscow Police Department, right, and you had, and obviously they, they, when they gathered the DNA, they entered it into CODIS, so they were investigating those DNA samples as well. But if you have three samples, two of them in the room and one on a knife sheath on the inside of a button, and you've thrown them all through CODIS, these come back unidentified. These come back as males, so they're not the victims. I can assume then, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, well, I don't know which room. Well, we know that the room was found in the girl's uh, bedroom. I mean, the, the sheath was found in the girl's bedroom, right? Yeah. So if you were Moscow and you really had the option, like, all right, they're going to give us a lead on one of these profiles. Which one would you choose? The one from inside the button of the knife sheath or... The other DNA is somewhere in the room. Sheath. Right. Now, if the knife sheath came back to somebody that um, it could be explained somehow, right? Let's just say it comes back to an employee at Walmart. Well, that gives you a lead that, you know, this item was possibly either, you know, carried in there by the employee at Walmart Mm -hmm. or that it was purchased at Walmart and that employee handled it, right? Yeah, you know, well, and if, if you go, go ahead. I say there is a case where um, one there was this Walmart worker who was doing the stocking, and it was like those those flower vases. I think she was stocking, mm-hmm. and she grabbed it from the inside, so her fingerprint stayed on the inside. It was used to murder this lady, like two hundred miles away, and since they got her fingerprint. They arrested her for it, but they didn't charge her. They just, I mean, they questioned her. I mean, they went and arrested her, took her to the police station. And that's detained, they, sir. And, and <laughs> that's, that's, that's bringing in for questioning. Yeah. <laughs> that's not they arrest. Her for, they didn't arrest her, but like, so they, they did, they, I guess, detained her, questioned her, and then they found out it was her, the one that worked at Walmart. And right. she stocked the vase, and then they, Showed like I guess able to get camera footage of who paid for it or whatever. So it's right. just crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, yeah, it is. And in this situation, if you find out, you know, that the DNA on the sheath belongs to somebody, let's just say, like we said, the Walmart employee or, an, you know, a guy, a random guy. And the guy says, you know, I sold that knife, um, you know, or I threw that knife out like a week ago. And he has an alibi for the night of the murders and it's on video or whatever. Right. So, you know, it's not him. Mm-hmm. You exhausted that lead. Then you can go back to the FBI and you have another IgG done on the other DNAs that were there because you now don't have any more leads. Mm-hmm. So I assume, you know, based on, you know, which piece of item of DNA you would probably go with first. I would think I would go with the, the DNA on the sheath as well. You know, that's the only item that's probably, you know, that DNA is on. That's not from the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would have gone with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they go with that when it comes back with Brian Koberger, you know, all the, uh, you know, sure enough, he has a white Elantra, you know, sure so- enough, they, pull his you know his his phone records his phone was off during the time of the crime mm-hmm. now they have their lead so the only person that can say if there's more or, or less people at this point in my opinion is 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 Koberger from what law enforcement can do yeah you get what i'm saying yeah i mean they did some partial testing obviously because they know that's a male the male DNA, right. but what if what if would you think maybe one of them could be you know the person who called number one that I was actually inside the that room? I don't, I don't, I don't think so because from what I understand is well the sheath was found. Well, it doesn't say which bodies, right? That the yeah. unknown DNA or the two males unknown DNA were found. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it could be, but you know, if it was found, no, because it's unidentified. I would assume yeah, that they would have um, asked that guy to uh, give him his DNA. And he, I think he would have lied. Yeah, and it didn't match. Yeah, also, I was thinking too, unless they're trying to protect him, it's more like a witness or something. Like, right, pretty, right. Mm-hmm. Now. One of the things that the uh, prosecution is trying to say, or the defense, I'm sorry, is that the prosecution or the law enforcement focused solely in on Koberger. Now, we know that's not true based off this sentence. It says, well, this is on was an ongoing police. We're investigating many various possible suspects. So right there, it says that they were investigating a lot of people. Many of them provided DNA. At least one had his DNA secretly (laughs) taken from a discarded cigarette. Many also had their phones taken and downloaded. So we know that they were investigating more than just Koberger. So it wasn't just the, all right, let's focus in on this guy. Right? Yeah. Now, Mikey comes in with his member from ship for six months. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, That would that would show them focusing on one guy and assuming there was only one person. Either way, they wouldn't want they either way when they want to avoid this. Right. I agree they would. But per policy of the FBI, they can only assist with finding somebody if there's no lead. And, you know, you got to you got to go down the line from, you know, what you would think is more important or plausible or plausible versus what is not. and. Um, you know, is it possible that those other DNA samples, you know, had something to do with the crime? 100%. But once they get a lead, they can no longer utilize the FBI's, you know, IgG. So it was one person or not. And it's not like they knew that, oh, this is going to come back to Brian Koberger. Uh, They were just like, all right, you know, we got to do this one at a time. If, you know, they tested and it comes back to somebody who had an alibi and you know he says he saw a knife in the park on the floor he picked it up put it back down and you know he has an alibi um the night and he's somewhere else and well that lead has died 
right? Yeah. Now you can do another profile on another person. So I think they just so happen to choose the DNA on the on the on the sheath. I mean, I would have gone there. That's the first yeah, one I, mean, I would have tested. Same here, man. That's the it's a it's a link between what happened that those rooms to what weapon that was used. So uh, I mean, you will obviously just go for that as soon as mm-hmm. you, especially if you see it like between two other bodies or even in the same room. You know? Especially right. like the police would know where they found the other DNA samples. It could have been something as minute as a beer can somebody left from the party the night before. Or, uh, you know, it could have been a remote control that was handled by, you know, the installer that came and installed the cable for them. So, you know, they would go off of clues like that. I don't think anybody would commit this kind of crime and drink a beer can there and wait or something. So I don't know what they got it off of, but I would go more towards what, uh, you know, the cause of effect kind of deal. Okay, they got stabbed. There's a night sheath. There's DNA on it. We have to run that one first, you know? Yeah. No, I agree, man. I agree. Um, and like I said, it says here, the DLG policy on IgG explains the FBI can only use the IgG after the investigating agency has pursued reasonable investigative leads to solve the case and the perpetrator identity remains unknown. Well, you know, once they found Koberger and his identity was known, they couldn't use it on the other ones. It's it's done. You know what I'm saying? You know, they have to, if somebody else was involved and that DNA was somehow, you know, involved in it, you know, they're just going to have to wait until either Koberger comes out and, you know, if he admits to doing this crime, if, you know, he's going to either have to admit that there was somebody else with him or, you know, that DNA hit somewhere else. If that, you know, once that person, if that person commits a crime or something and, and they get linked and then they can have that, you know, conversation about, you know, did you know Koberger? Were you there? Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, that's the first thing, right? Like is the first tactic in this situation is the defense is saying that the prosecution eyed in only on Brian Koberger and did not investigate the other DNAs uh, samples that were out there or profiles that were out there. And I don't think that's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did as much as they probably could. You know what I mean? And that's why, that's why when, you know, the, the defense is asking for those things and the prosecution is saying, you know, we can't, we can't give you what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is an indication of like, we don't have it. Right. So how can we, we can't give it to you. It's exactly what that means. And that could be a reason why they don't have those profiles or why they didn't create one. Yeah. And the defense is just bringing it up to, you know, bring some reasonable doubt. Well, it's not so much that they're trying. Well, yeah, they're trying to bring up reasonable doubt 100%, but they're trying to say that law enforcement is somehow corrupt by not investigating the other ones, knowing oh, yeah. very well that or at least, they or at least incompetent. Right. But like it's like it's like like if I know for a fact that you know I know jurisdictional rules, right? Mm. And let's just say that you know um, you're an officer in, in Laredo and something happens on the other side of Laredo's border, right? I know that you can't go over there and investigate it. But what I'm going to say to people is like, you know, a murder happened in Jaime's backyard and he didn't investigate it. I'm not lying. You know, Laredo's literally, you know, Nuevo Laredo's the backyard, but you can't investigate it. Now, I would want that on the record so that I can say in court that that occurred. And I think that this, defense is going to want this on the record that there was profiles that they didn't you know investigate so that they can um, kind of mislead people to believe that they had the ability to do so but chose not to yeah, when that's so, not the situation that's do, what you I'm think, do you think do you so knowing that do you find it shady in a way yeah 
You still find it shady that they didn't investigate the other two profiles? No, not not that they didn't investigate, but like the way it's worded, you know what I mean? So that way it's on record and everything. It's gonna make it seem like like they're doing some shady stuff, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But do you think that you know the lab not having that information is shady? I don't I don't think so, especially if like you said, if they got a hit on the the touch DNA for the sheath, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think they chose not to. It's just that once they got that lead and they feel like it wasn't more than one person, I think that's that would be it, right? Yeah, that's all they can use. There's nothing mm-hmm. there's nothing else that they can do um to 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 fix I, that, you know what I'm saying? I think the only thing that they can get to clear it up is a little bit is that they got the call. Um whoever collected the DNAs and where they got collected from to give the jury an idea of like, Hey, it's minute. It's not, it wasn't even worth, it wasn't even near the crime. Uh, it wasn't near the bed. It, it was like way over here. So it just depends where it was. I don't know where it was. They hadn't released what, what it came off of. So, mm. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like when you, uh, Maybe it came off one of their phones, you know what I mean? And sometimes on your phone, if you receive a payment from somebody, they sign on your phone with their fingertip. And like if they have a business or they do some kind of transaction. So I don't know. But I, I wonder where they I just wonder where they got it from. So that way they can roll it out faster and then they get back to the real story is, you know, why was his his DNA on the nice sheath button? And not theirs. That's my question. Well, I mean, I think we all know the answer to that. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they do too, and then they're not gonna want to answer it. But we're gonna take a quick break on the audio side. So if you guys aren't aware, um, we do have a um audio only platform and also are on Spotify. Um go check us out there. Uh, in the middle of the show, we, we do ad breaks. So, you know, for YouTube, don't go anywhere. But for those on Spotify and audio only, uh, those are words from our sponsors. And we're back. So one other thing I wanted to quickly tell you guys is there's still time to enter into the raffle. You know, we had uh, my, my uh, little Frenchie had IVDD, um, which is a... Uh, degenerating, you know, disc disease or something like that. And all I know is, I don't know the science behind it, but I know that he basically went paralyzed about, you know, halfway down his back. And so he couldn't move his legs. We had surgery and some um, rehab and now he's doing about 80%. He can walk and live somewhat of a normal life, but, you know, in, in efforts to, to, you know, get some of that or to lessen that financial cost it was about eight thousand dollars for the surgery Uh, we're going to do a raffle and um the raffle will be on august 28th it is um this quilt it's handmade by my um mother-in-law it's rescue themed uh to enter it's five dollars um it's about a i'd say about a 350 dollar quilt and so it's good, good, um, good value. It's great, great quality. Maybe, maybe you should throw in some stickers and a t-shirt. And you might yeah, get yeah, the, yeah. Get the, the bids up a little bit. Get some. Yeah, we, we're probably going to throw in a t-shirt and a koozie with this to the winner. And uh, the, the, um, let me put this up real quick. Uh, the raffle will be on the 28th. And so it's going to be on the live um, to enter basically is uh, through cash app. If you don't use cash app or if you have a uh, living, you know, Canada or whatnot and cash app's not um, usable email us. I think we have Venmo and PayPal that we can use. Um, my, my wife has that information, but email us so that you can get entered in. You still have time. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to inform everybody or remind everyone is our partnership 
with Data Seal. If you have any questions about your or concerns about your privacy, your name, your phone number, your address, uh, your religious preference, your voting preference, those type of things coming out on the interwebs, uh, check out Data Seal. They have an excellent program that goes into the interweb and you know erases all that information. So check out the link. It's in the description. If you're watching this on the replay, it's going to be uh, pinned in the comment section as well. Get a 5% uh, discount when you use it. So check it out. All right, guys. So back to the content. Back that's, to the why content. Y'all, that's why y'all can't find my Fiesta videos. You know, I, I, <laughs> I had my Fiesta videos out there. They would call me the Mel Susia, but uh, they can't find it no more. <laughs> <laughs> so Iron Range Rube comes in with a $10 super chat. So first and foremost, thank you for the super chat and the support. And the comment is, I have a hard time seeing this trial being televised. They keep zooming into, uh, you know, Cape, uh, I think I meant Brian Koberger uh, during these hearings. This is yeah. something that was specifically stated by the judge not to do. And it seems to happen quite often. Do, do you guys think it's going to end up not being televised? No, I, I don't know. Go ahead, Amy. I uh, think, I don't... Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I would say it probably will be, but I was watching another case, and they're right, because most of the time the camera is is on the judge, and then the other one's a far view of the defendant and the prosecutor. That's what I've been seeing lately on some of the other cases. but Or they're, like, behind them like this. But there is another... You know, when you start seeing other videos, there is other close-ups, but not till after the case is over. Yeah, if this thing ends up not being televised, I'm going to send you Jaime to Idaho for, for a month. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, yeah, I don't think this could be televised. I mean, damn. yeah, even, like, remember we were watching the, was it Murdoch, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that, was, that was televised, right? Uh, but even... Well, even you know they were showing the, the you know parts of the trial and not. I, I I just like I hate the fact that some sometimes they don't like you really can't hear them. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that yeah. great audio. You know, I only really have one complaint, and my complaint is if you're gonna freaking televise it, why not have it live? Why make us wait an hour and a half? And then only release it to one channel like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they bought the rights to this. Like it's some sort of freaking sporting event. I don't like that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think they said there's only two networks that have access to it. And then the other network can't even show it all. They can only show clips to like the local. Yeah. Local one network. Sorry. And then the other one's the crime. The law and crime one. Yeah. So. Back to the IgG stuff. Now, the, pro, the 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 defense wants the IgG to be entered into uh, into evidence, right? They want to know how, um, you know, they want to see the work as far as you know what profiles were checked into, where did they, you know, they look into, and and see how they came up with the name Brian Koberger. Now, again. In my opinion, and Taylor's doing a very damn good job because, in my opinion, it doesn't make a difference, right? You know, um, the IgG is something that the state does not intend on using. So even if the defense gets it, you know, what's the worst, the, the, the optimum thing to do is to have it thrown out, Right. If it leads back to her client, that doesn't do well for her. But they're adamant that they want it. It's a bit of a risk. It's a bit of a risk. Yeah, to me, tough. you only do that risk. You really don't have much else. You get what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a more like a Hail Mary. Now, why do you think they want... What, what, what would be the benefit of that IgG stuff if they were to get it? Because I think there is a benefit for them. Hmm. What do you what do you think it is, Jaime? If they if they if the defense if the defense gets the IgG, yeah. What's what's the tactic? <clears throat> Man, 
You know what? I have no idea, man. I got to think about it. All right. Uh, so let's just say it was mishandled or or the chain of custody. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I think that's gonna be the 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 best the best uh avenue they're gonna go to. You know what I mean? Now, now the thing is though, like all right, so let's just say one of those things exists. Mm. What what would the defense do with that? They would try to suppress it. No. I mean, that's all you can do. If you find out, like, for instance, if there's evidence, uh, you know, in this court, like, for instance, I mean, the only thing that's really has a chain of evidence is probably, well, let's just say they found the knife, right? Let's say they would have found the knife and um, there was a, a mess up on the chain of custody. The defense would say, hey, there was this mess up on the chain of custody. There's the possibility that it could have been contaminated or replaced or something. So it's out. So it doesn't come out in trial. Right. So that it can't be used against the defendant. Now, I think there's a specific reason why they want this here. What do you think? Big Blue? What's the reason why they want the what's the tactic? You're muted, by the way. There you go. Yeah, I just unmuted. I think the, the tactic is to see if there's any flaws in their um, or they did anything unconstitutional or illegal to find to find them through the DNA. That way they can have it thrown out. It's the only thing that ties them to the, the crime. Right, but right that now. would only throw out the SNP profile for the genetic tree. That would not throw out the STR profile that was take that was created by the Idaho lab that they later got a warrant for Brian Koberger's cheek to get swapped so that they can make a match to and, and they ultimately did. Yeah, I think it's more like like to get like a benefit of a doubt in somebody's mind, like hey, they can't use yeah. that. And no, I don't think that's the case. I think this is what I'm thinking. If they were to, you know, and this is the hope, right? That the because law enforcement or FBI were aware that this evidence was not supposed to be used in court. They're hoping that either the chain of custody wasn't up to standard. They're hoping that maybe there wasn't uh, a document for this chain of custody. They're hoping that, like you said, you know, maybe they used um, a, a, you know, ancestry or something without permission, right? Some kind of a fourth amendment, right? Now, The only thing they can do is have this evidence thrown out. But the other thing that happens is that evidence is also recorded in trial. So then when they bring up DNA, right, they bring up DNA, they talk about the sheath and Ann Taylor's like, you know, or the defense is like, yeah, we have this DNA here 500 octillion times, you know, it's Coburger, right? Then defense is going to go back and cross-examine and say something like, isn't it true that there is evidence in record uh, that was mishandled, that chain of custody was a problem, that there was a contamination? You know, it doesn't matter that the result ended up what it was and that it has no bearing on the case itself. But they have that avenue now to in hopes that at least one juror is going to hear that information and say, you know, like you can't trust the DNA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's what it is. Mikey S comes in with a $5 super chat. Pretty sure they want to make sure it was obtained from a site that wasn't off limits to Ellie. Collected illegally. It, no. So, yeah, let's just say that's the case. I mean, th- you would get the evidence thrown out. And I guess what you can say is, isn't it true, you know, when they ask about evidence, isn't it true that, uh, you know, the state had violated, you know, certain rules to to get information from evidence? I, I don't think that would be as strong as as if there was a chain of custody issue. You know what I mean? I think if there was a chain of custody issue or, or a mishandling or something like that, 
But either way, they're hoping for anything, absolutely anything, so that they can say during trial that there is this recorded evidence. It can't be objected to because it's recorded in, in, in trial. You know what I'm saying? And so the other thing is Ann Taylor basically has gotten um, everybody off of the fact that Brian Koberger doesn't have an alibi, which was a big thing about this hearing as well. And on this IgG stuff, that is a huge tactic. And I think and it's working like, like she is a very good attorney. Right. But it looks like this. So I got a question for you guys. We'll go one by one. Well, let's do a little context first. If Brian Koberger is innocent, right? Let's just say he's innocent. He's got no criminal history. He's got a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, was recommended to the PhD program. Mm-hmm. Would you can if he did not commit this crime, would you consider him to be a reasonable a reasonable mind? If he was uh, found not guilty, no, 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 no. What would no. you say? If he was innocent, if he truly oh, if he's did not do this, you know, one court. of the big, yeah, one of the biggest things are, or one of the big, the, the biggest like sayings is, you know, you try to when you try to, you know, understand why a person commits the crime, you're putting reasonable thinking to an unreasonable mind, right? Mm-hmm. So. If Koberger, you know, had all these accomplishments, all these things, would you think he's of reasonable mind and thinking? Yeah, I would. Okay. So he's not giving an alibi, right? Now, do you consider yourselves reasonable, of reasonable thinking? Sometimes. Sober. <laughs> so, all right, let's 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 mm-hmm. do an exercise. As a reasonable thinking person, um, if you were accused of a crime... Would you, um, and where the death penalty is a possible outcome, would you hold on to evidence that would exonerate you and get you out of jail, or would you want to wait till trial? No, I'll put it off right, right in the beginning, man. Right, exactly. Okay, so let's talk about the alibi. Now, his alibi is that he's driving around, and Ann Taylor says this in trial as well. She says that. We can't give you guys things we don't know. So all she knows by saying that statement is that Brian Koberger was driving around at night. Mm -hmm. Right. So even Koberger hasn't told his lawyer, you know, what's going on. Right. So if Brian Koberger were to say, you know, I, I took off for a drive and I went to I left Pullman and I went to Coeur d'Alene. And I hung out in Coeur d'Alene, then drove to like Spokane. And then then I went to Moscow, um, you know, around. And I got through Moscow around 4.20. And I've never driven south of Moscow. So I turned on my uh, GPS, my phone, you know, after I had gone south of Moscow, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of miles there. And it just so happened to be 448. But I was driving through Moscow at at four at 440, right? Because that would make sense with the time there. If he was driving through Moscow at 435, 440. Now, we know that there's security cameras that are out there in Moscow. So wouldn't you think that if he you know, were to come out and say that, that there would be some sort of evidence of seeing him driving through town. Yeah. Especially and it, said, like there's ring cameras everywhere. That, that's what I was thinking too earlier. Um, because even with, I'm sure that DNA is not the only DNA or the pings are not the only uh, evidence they have. I'm sure they have a lot more that we don't know about. You right. know what I mean? So I don't think, um, I don't think uh, the state uh, is going to, you know, let us or show everything he has, at least right now. 
until triumph. Right. Right. Because, but, there, it, because at one point we were all, well, at least me, uh, thought that the DNA was that that was the only thing they had. Remember? Right. But then right. the phone pings they came out that were more accurate, and also they also have to make make sure that like they they find out that this is a habit this he's had for like the longest time. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he's only been in there for a few months and in order for him to drive around like that at night, I would assume mm. he'd been in that area a few times. Well, they got so to might, right? Yeah, the, it's going to be like, all right, what side do you see? They're going to say, yeah, he visited the area on, you know, the area south of Moscow 12 times also. Let's just say that that also happened or eight times, you know, the defense is going to say that's a that's a evidence of the habit of him driving around. The prosecution is going to say that's him learning a path. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to determine how you look at it. But so let's put this back all in perspective with Koberger. He's a reasonable person. If you're a reasonable person, if if you were accused of this, and you were innocent. Would you tell the police where you were? We'll start off with you, Blue. I would tell them right off the bat, you know. If I knew I didn't do it and I could prove that I didn't do it, I'd be like, hey, you got the wrong guy. I was here. Here's the proof. Go catch the right guy. That's the right thing to do. You know. He's also a criminologist student, so he would understand that that's the procedure of things to do, right? Yeah. You know? If you're not the guy, why waste your time with me? Why am I wasting all the court's time with me when there's an actual person out there that committed these crimes? You know, right. that's what I, I don't get why he, you know, he stayed silent if he says it's not him. But, you know. That, well, the reason he stayed silent is supposedly in protest of the indictment. But, you know, I think that's just another tactic to, yeah. to you know, it's another tactic. Kind of, what about you? If you were in his shoes and reasonable you're a reasonable person you were 100% innocent would you tell the prosecution where you were yeah man especially if if i had witnesses you know what i mean <laughs> if i was with someone at the time well he said he was alone but a witness yeah. could be surveillance cameras and mm-hmm. so he refuses to say specifically where he was driving around yeah especially look how long it took for that other way Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Liz W for your four ninety nine super sticker and can and thank you very much to uh Leticia Guerra for and Robert. Uh, being a member. And Robert. Yeah, and you. Robert. And Robert. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you. you guys. We appreciate y'all right here. Robert DeBurr. So <clears throat> all right. If you same exercise, blue. If you did commit this crime, would you tell law enforcement where you were? If I did, and yeah. if I was nowhere, if I can prove that I was nowhere near there, no, I yeah, you couldn't prove anything. You couldn't prove anything. Would you say where you were? I would. would uh, you... I would stay standing like he is. <laughs> what about you, Hyman? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I wouldn't say a word, man. Uh, you know, because he's pretty, just like um, in the Delphi one, right? He put himself there at the, around the same time. So this is yeah, what is yeah. what's happening here. He's putting himself around the same time. You know, that this these things, the, the, these crimes happen. Right. And so, to me, I also would, if I committed this crime, I wouldn't say anything. And so, this is a guy who has extensive knowledge knows how you know he knows that anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law yeah but see if you gave a location and it's proven to be wrong that's another thing that's against you like hey you're lying right but if you get it but if you're telling the truth it can't be proven to be wrong yeah yeah i'm just saying if he did do it and just you know didn't want to say a word I mean, even even if he said that he did the entire trip that I stated, right? He went to you know Spokane, then went to you know Coeur d'Alene, and then went to Moscow after the, you know. But by the time he entered the city, was after you know the incident had occurred. Even even if 
let's just say that's all true. And let's just say cameras were down that night conveniently. It makes his story more believable because you can't disprove it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And the fact that he's not willing to say anything about where he was at and he waited until after discovery to give this part of his statement, right? This was the part of his statement that he was willing to give was that he was driving around. The reason why he's saying that is because uh, in discovery, there's probably some sort of proof that it was in fact him driving around that night. Yeah. It could be indeed a, uh, you know, maybe perhaps, well, they have the, the cell phone pings or the locations from that night of him driving around because of his cell phone. So right there, that puts him in different areas. So, you know what I'm saying? I told you he was owl watching. It's a, it's a very famous thing to do is go owl watching at night. <laughs> right. Angel D comes in with a $2 super chat. I'm worried about ATX examining DM on the stand. Uh, Ann Taylor cross-examining DM on the stand. I would, I am too, because Ann Taylor, I mean, look at what she's been able to do thus far. She's had a judge allow testimony from lawyers on what they can bring in or out. Yeah. She has had, uh, you know, so she, he's questioning things. So he, you know, he's trying to be on the safe side so that there's not an appeal later on. You know, she has all these people knowing or thinking that there's three unidentified male DNA and that law enforcement refused to investigate it where it looks more like it was like a, uh, yeah, they couldn't, not that they wouldn't. Right. And then yeah. she had everybody's focus on the IgG stuff, which is irrelevant and not focused on his alibi, which is that he doesn't have one. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, I'm not too worried when it comes to the Dylan coming on the stand. I mean, she's just going to tell what she saw, the truth, what she saw. Um, now, the the thing is, this prosecution also, whoever is representing Dylan, they, they also should prep for this case. Oh, they will. You know? Yeah, they have to prep them. They're not going to say, hey, don't let don't go past this once you answer this yes or no question yeah, but it. i'll but i'll tell you one thing there's a difference between practice and game time buddy yeah like, I know. especially if she's like you know one of those cutthroat lawyers man the ones that start off with the easy ones and they grill you at the end yeah, yeah. trying to yeah. contradict yourself that's that's you know that's the scary, the scary part because even though it. even though she saw exactly what she saw but if she even gets to the point where, like, but I don't remember if it was at this hour or at that hour, it could it could blow the whole fucking witness issue. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can practice for a lot of things, and you can give somebody test questions, but nothing's going to prepare her for seeing the person that she mm-hmm. thought she saw or could possibly have seen that night, you know, sitting right. across the room. And How much more convincing would it be, do you think, if she sees him? And breaks out crying and says, "You know, I can't be around them. Scared. How much more convincing would that be for a jury? That would be pretty powerful for a jury, I think." Mm-hmm. There you go. But if it's him. If it's him. I mean, you, you know, Ann Taylor is going to have to be. She's going to have to approach this differently because she if she goes she too hard, to walk on, yeah, yeah, if she, she goes to too hard. Yeah, because if she goes too hard and she she makes this girl cry and stuff like that, it's not gonna look good on her client. Oh, well, even even yeah, if she right. even if she uh, you know says you know I saw this person and I saw he points out a Brian right and she mm-hmm. you know cries or whatnot and say that she was she's scared of him or whatever, like she could still go and be like, well, if you were so scared, why did it take you so long to call in? Or why yeah. didn't you call in? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they can, man, doors are, they're, no, they, they, they twist everything, man. Yeah. They, twist, yeah. they can get you, man. They can get you. And they're, they're, that's what they do for a living. So it, even if you're telling the truth, they can kind of mess you up a little bit. 
they'll they'll start grilling you after that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I think that that's a possibility. But like I said, I think that she's gonna have to walk a fine line because if she goes too hard, I do think that there's the possibility that uh, it could backfire against them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's gonna be an be one thing, but. When it comes also to to this case, what else do you think is? What do you? How do you think they're going to rule on this IgG stuff? Do you think they're going to give in and force the um, prosecution to give it up? I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think so either, man. I don't think so yeah. either. Yeah, I I I really. Like, I think this IgG stuff is going to be, it, it's a newer thing that's come out. I mean, you look at the other cases that I think it's being used in. Rex Humerman is one that I think that they use. They had his hair and things like that. And, and granted, that kind of evidence is stronger hair evidence. DNA evidence is stronger than what I would consider transferred or touch DNA. And so, you know, that aspect of it. But I think they, they created the tree just the same um, with Rachel Maureen. You know, the law enforcement there in Maryland has already indicated that they're utilizing the FBI and their, you know, DNA te techniques and things like that. So, um, you know, to me, I think that they're already utilizing it. And in other cases, I think they're seeing that it didn't really work out so well for or there's a lot of certain, you know, uh, suspicion with Brian Koberger. Uh, they're probably, um, you know, not wanting to come out with it. Yeah. They have yeah. to learn from their mistakes. I'm not saying they made a mistake, so I don't know what they what, what the actual law allows them to do and what it doesn't allow them to do. I haven't read up into all that stuff. There's there's a lot of crazy stuff that, you know, they say, oh, the FBI did this, and then they sent it to let's say uh, they sent it to Quantico, and then there's, they did a they work with the CIA who does other stuff. Mm -hmm. Who knows what they did? Yeah. But that's going into the conspiracy and all the other stuff that we don't want to go into. So that's just my my brain just keep ticking. Yeah, that's a that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is a different show. <laughs> Do you guys think that the campus Wi-Fi allegedly going down that night is connected? I'm going to go ahead and say no, because I think that was a reoccurring thing on Saturday nights at that time, which does lead to bother or, or mention, make you think that was Koberger aware of that. And is that a reason why he chose a specific time that he did? You know what I mean? Maybe. He, yeah. Maybe he knew the cameras go down at a certain time because, their Wi-Fi is updating. Yeah. Or the system's not recording at that time because it's updating. But they should have backup batteries for a certain amount of time for when that stuff happens to keep right. some of that stuff going. Well, I yeah. think the hope was that if Wi-Fi goes down in the community and it being so close to the University of, of Idaho, that might, that might be also leading why he chose the house. Uh, you know, thinking that knowing that Wi-Fi goes down, maybe perhaps uh, certain surveillances would go down too. And we know that Linda Lane footage, according if everything is real about, you know, what's been leaked out on that information about those, those footage. Uh, we know that one set of cameras recorded throughout that entire time from one to one to six. And we know that other cameras, uh, according to released emails, if they're real, um, had an effect around three in the morning because of the Wi-Fi going down. So some did and some didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. some cameras uh, run direct. You know, I mean, they're not Wi-Fi. There's direct wiring too. Depends on how they what they got. Right. But right. I know the one in front of that house was Wi-Fi. The one was a pole. That was a Wi-Fi one. The one where in the front of the house, you said. The one that was a light bulb, that was a light bulb camera. That one's oh, yeah, got to yeah, be yeah. Wi-Fi. And then the other one, that the apartment complex, I'm not sure those are hardwired or those are Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
we'll see, man. We'll figure it out. You know, there's going to be another hearing in a couple of days. We're going to talk about that hearing, uh, you know, as that comes across. You know, like I said, we, I think Ann Taylor is an excellent defense attorney. She's got people questioning everything. And the way she's bringing it into court is, uh, you know, leads people to, like, if she's doing this at this point of this trial, I think the prosecution has a very uphill battle uh, you know, for them. And I hope they have some really concrete evidence to go against, you know, an attorney like this because, um, you know, she's got people questioning things and the trial hasn't even started yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're probably going to end that job. here. Um, y'all got any final words? We'll be back on probably on Wednesday. We might do something tomorrow, but it'll probably be Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be on. I'll be out here with you on Wednesday. Um, I'm not gonna be on Friday, unfortunately. I got a I got an assignment I gotta do. Go do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash, slash Bigfoot hunt. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. other than that, man, but uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody in the chat, members, new members, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mods, Brittany, somewhere under. She's she's on here somewhere. And, and thanks right. to you guys, dude. Bernie's yeah. been a member for five months <laughs> and has never bought membership. If you guys, you know, we get members, um, you, folks buy the uh, gift memberships that are out there. Make sure you guys are are um, have your gifts turned on, so that way you can get some of these gifted memberships. Uh, like, yeah. and you'll be able to go watch last night's live. I mean, it's one of the better shows, in my opinion. Um, also, I wanted to tell you guys, thank you for reminding me, Jaime. Um, we have um, something new coming out, you know, something in the works, uh, something called Drunk Turkey Reacts. We'll be reacting to music, videos, things like that. Um, so stay tuned for that as well. And that's going to be on a video format, not a live. Yeah. Big Blue, any non-sad final words? Depressing. Let's see what he comes uh, up with this time. I got to bring old faithful out today. Oh, nice! <laughs> is that what you call your no? No, remember that was the first uh, green screen I had. That's the green way. That's <laughs> the first back screen I had um, when we started this. Yeah. 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 I just like stupid internet is still down. I think so. At least I have to go to work, so I don't have to deal with it. What? Well, I appreciate your final thoughts, Blue, and them not, you know, be depressing. It was, it was a good one. Uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you all. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't subscribed and you're here at this point, what are you doing? Just subscribe. Get us out to 40K. I want to take these glasses off already. <laughs> Get us there. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about the raffle. Don't forget <laughs> about, you know, man, and bring them out. We have shirts. We have koozies. We got beanies. Email me if you're interested in any of the merch, and we'll figure out a way to get it to you. So with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. We're we're designing. We're designing and thinking. Have a good night. Hell yeah. I did push N, by the way, like a long time ago. (laughs) It's okay. It'll get a couple of minutes. No. Let's keep on waving. Keep on waving, guys. Just wave. Just wave.